Hey, sports fans, this is Straight from the Basement with Tamiami. I'm a 57-year-old sports fan who always said, since I never played sports professionally, then let's talk about it. I am born and raised in New York City. I played organized basketball for several well-known teams in the mid-70s and early 80s, such as the legendary home call Rucker Tournament, Mill Bank, Stone Gym and Riverside Church, LaGuardia House, and my all-time favorite, each one teach one. Having sports in my life at an early age always kept me out of trouble. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was either playing football or baseball. Hey, sports fans, this is Straight from the Basement with Tamiami, where my opinions, views, and facts will cover the hottest, the latest, and the past sports events. Welcome once again. I want to continue to always thank those who have liked and subscribed to my podcast Appreciate you guys so much. And 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 if this is your first time viewing it, please do the same. Before I start with today's topic, I got another topic that I must bring up. And it's the hottest topic right now. We're talking about the World Series. Listen, I only want to talk about game one. I'm only bringing up game one for a reason. Houston had a five-run lead between the second and the third inning. They had their ace pitcher, Justin Verlander, on the mound. Everything was going sweet. But (laughs) Dusty Baker, the Houston's manager, he allowed Justin to give the five runs back in the next two innings, I mean, he just just kept them out there and let them just give it up right back. Now it's 5-5. It's tied ball game. Houston lose game one, 6-5 in the bottom of the 10th inning. Now, I brought this up because you got managers, you got coaches. When it comes to their star players, They always think they can work it out, forgetting that they're human, forgetting that they have bad times in certain parts of the game. And he was never, never supposed to let Justin try to work it out in a World Series. It's the World Series. Listen, you up five going into the top of the fourth. You got your ace. If your ace goes left, If his pitching starts going left and you got the strongest bullpen in the league, yo, he's supposed to get snatched at least by the third run. I was just talking to some people the other night. They said he's supposed to get snatched either the first, giving up that first run or that second run. I'm going to give him the third run. But they may have a point there. Listen, it's, it's the World Series. You just don't leave your ace in there thinking he's going to work it out. And then you wind up losing the game. I had to bring this up because you got coaches like managers, again, still thinking that they ace or they star player is going to work it out. Like if they're not human, they human. They listen, I don't care how big the game is. You know, your ace pitcher, he may not bring you to where you want him to go which is normally in a World Series game, to the seventh inning. So if you had to snatch him in that fourth inning, Dusty, you should have did that. And that's the reason why you guys lost game one. Now I want to move on to today's topic because it's not like I'm a Houston fan, but I'm a baseball lover, and I call it like it is. But I want to move on to today's topic. Today's topic is... MLB, decade team from 2010 to 2019. Yes, I am continuing with the sports decade series. All right, and 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 I need to I need you guys to know that this season, baseball season, I'm talking about, it just ended, and 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 you know, it was great. Watching the whole regular season, the postseason, all the way to the World Series. 
you know like I know certain players on both teams, and that's all teams, won't be back no matter. They won't be back, and that's for many reasons, several reasons. Um, You know, no need to even get into those reasons. Also, that's just professional sports, man. You know what I'm saying? Teams are going to move on. Certain players are not going to stick and stay. You're going to keep your core, who you think is your core, okay? You're going to replace them, and, and, and that's how, how it goes, you know? That's why owners, that's why owners, doesn't matter the sport, they pray, when, especially when it comes to baseball, because baseball, you got nine different positions, you know what I'm saying? And then you got to back up those positions. So owners, you know what I'm saying, when they hire that general manager, they praying that that general manager has that magic crystal ball that he's able to hire the right coach, coaching staff, excuse me, the right coaching staff, and the right players for each position. Listen, um, you know, everybody wants to win it all. But in order to win it all, you got to put the right team especially when it comes to baseball, okay? So for this topic, I got a few guests for this show. So I want to introduce my guests to y'all. I have Will from St. Louis, Missouri. I got Phil from Chicago. Oh, yeah, and I got the man, my man Rail from St. Louis, Missouri. How is everyone doing? How you doing, fellas? All right. I, listen, listen. I know, I know. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Phil, I know you, you know, I, I see it in your face. I know the Chicago Bears got you going right now. So I know I I listen. I already listen, man. I already know how it is because my big blue, the Giants, we on right now. I'ma see them. I pray to God once we finish with this, that they up. Well, we gonna see. Listen, so thank y'all for hanging out with me virtually in my basement. I appreciate y'all so much. So, there's several outlets that have this MLB all-decade team from the 2010 to 2019 with different players. I'm only concentrating on one of, one of the um, outlets. I do not mention any of my outlets in any of my shows. But here are the nine positions in baseball and the players that made this outlet list. And so I want to go through these nine. And I want to start off with the nickname. His name, they call him Buster. Buster Posey. As a catcher, this dude is doing his thing. <laughs> Listen, we're going to get it to Buster and the remaining and a few. Others considered is my man Yadi, Yadia Molina. Listen, I, 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 I can go left with this show when I put this show together and naming the players and their positions that I'm getting ready to name and watching these cats throughout the years. Listen, man, I, I, I believe at least half of them can get their own show. But this is not what this is about. So we're going to move on to the first base position. First pace position, you talking about the who. They call him the who, Joey Volto. Others considered in that same position is Miguel Cabrero. They call him Miggy. And then we got the cat they call Goldie Paul Smith. Now, these three basemen, first basemen, excuse me, these three first basemen, listen, these boys are no joke in their position. Um, they, they, they get a lot of kudos from me. You know, me being a Yankee fan, and I'm a Yankee man, and I, I, I make it clear to everybody, nah, I just don't stay and focus on my Yankees. I'm watching everyone. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm moving on to the second base crew. They got Robinson Cano. Call him Robbie. Now, Robbie was part of this family here in New York, but he moved on, and he is still doing his thing, Robert, Robinson Cano. Others considered in that position, they call him Gigante. I call him the Yankee pain in the ass, the Yankee killer, Jose Altuve. 
You know what I'm saying? And then you got the kid. I don't even know why he got a nickname, but they call him a nickname is Bootsy. Bootsy. We talking my Ing Kingsler. Listen, these three cats on the second base are no joke, fellas. Moving on to the shortstop. They call him the Paquito. Francisco Lindor. New York Mets. Yeah, he's doing his thing. I'm seeing a lot of commercials. This kid is getting a lot of endorsements. You know what I'm saying? But they only got, you know, he, you know, I, I don't want to get into it, but Francisco, I was going to really go left with the Mets fans, but I don't want to piss nobody off, so I'm going to move on. Others considered in that shortstop position is Simpa. Talking about Andre, Andrayton Simmons. And then you got Troy Tulo. And then you got the captain, they call him, Carlos Carrera. Listen, short stops. Um, my man, Derek Jeter, who's to my heart, you know what I'm saying, who I, who I feel was the best shortstop ever. But then again, listen, you got many. These three cats are no joke. Moving on to third baseman. They call him Kojak. Adrian Beltry. And then others considered it. My man, Josh Donaldson, who's still with us with the Yankees now. You know, I know he came from the Minnesota Twins. He's with the Yankees right now, but I don't know. I think I, I just read an article. He may not be around next season with the Yankees. We're going to see. You know, they call him the bringer of rain. You know, he didn't, he didn't bring no rain in the playoffs. So, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to move on. We got Longo. They call him Longo. Evan Longario, Look, listen, and then you got the Goldenado, Nolan Arenado. Listen, these third basemen in the MLB, these guys are gold gloves, no joke. I mean, listen, we're going to get into this in a few. Then I want to go outfield with you guys. They call him the Kingfish 2.0. I mean, some of these Knicks names, when I was looking them up, I was like, damn. I said, we, we got nicknames here in this in this MLB that I think a lot of people didn't know. Mike Trout. I call him the money man. You know, he's making all that big money. You know what I'm saying? And then we got my man Mookie. Ah, oh, man, Mookie Betts. Listen, listen. Um, Yeah, them Dodgers, boy. I thought, everybody thought they were going to the World Series. Nobody thought they was going to get knocked out. Everybody thought they'd be playing right now. But that's for another show. Listen, then you got Andre McCutcheon. They call him the Kutch. Others considered my man Big Stanton from New York. Um, yeah, you know, you know, he making the big bucks, but we're going to see what we're going to do with him. I think, I mean, listen, I I, I ain't going to say no more. I want to move on to the DH, the, the utility guys. You got, they called him Mike Cabrera. Listen, Josh Donaldson, Paul Smith. They call him the boomstick. Nelson Cruz. And then we got Big Poppy. David Ortiz. Now, that outfield crew I just named. Um, yeah, um, I think most of them going to definitely go in the Hall of Fame. You know, Big Poppy, you know, DHing. You know, hey, listen, man, I was like a second career for this man. But I want to move on to the starting pitching. Because the starting pitching, you got a lot of great aces that this outlet named. And I want to start off with the claw. The Claw, we calling him Clayton Kershaw. Oh, yeah, Clayton's still doing his thing. And then you got the, the Monarch, Justin Verlander. Oh, man, uh, Verlander. Um, yeah, listen, game one, I hope it don't bite them, but we're going to see. Then we got the man they call the Max, Max Scherzer. Yes. Then you got Mad Boom, Mad Boom. Oh, man, Mad Boom. Bumgartner, that's Madison Bumgartner. Then they got the guy they called the Condor, Chris Sales. Now, these nicknames, you know what I'm saying? You know, unlike NBA and, 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 and football, you know, some of these nicknames for MLB players is like shocking to me. But this is their nicknames. We going to move on. You got a cat named Trader Joe. They call him Trader Joe. We talking about Zach Granicki. And then you got David Price. 
Hollywood, Cole Hamels, and then we got John Lester. Listen, that's a pitching crew. That that you you, know, you call that a dream team and a pitching staff. If you if you could have all of them on one team, yeah, I mean, and, you know, games won't be fair because <laughs> no one's hitting on the other side. Then we got the relief pitchers. At last, they call him Dirty Craig, Craig Crimble. And then you got others like Kenley Jansen. And then my man who went AWOL on my, on my Yankees, my man Chapman. Uh, you know, Chapman is still killing me with this. I hope he's still down in Florida. Uh, you know, Chapman, oh, man, oh, man, the Chapman. He broke out on us at the wrong time. They call him the Cuban flamethrower. I'm, oh, yeah, I, I hope he's down there in Miami, wherever he at, throwing whatever he at. Listen, Chapman, that was no good, but 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 we're going to get into that in another day for another show. So to my guests, I got five questions to ask y'all for this topic. And my first question is this, and I'm going to start off with you, Will. Do you agree or disagree with the players in all nine positions that this outlet named? Please explain, Will. There's some good picks. Uh, I have to disagree with a few of these positions. Um, uh, first off, uh, let's start off with the catcher position. Okay. You know, my beloved Redbirds. But uh, Yachty, Yachty, like the longevity of his career, I know Buster only played, what, 10, 11 years maybe? Yeah, uh, like so that. Yachty played double, something around there. He played double at 12. Was it 12? Yeah. He played – Yachty played double at – um, the Golden Gloves. I don't, I don't know how many Buster had. Maybe one. I don't know. Yachty had somewhere nine. So that's that's why I'm choosing Yachty over that. Um, okay. I agree with first base, uh, given the options. Um, as far as second base, I know it's it would be between Robinson Cano and Jose Altuve. Okay. But, okay. Uh, I'm not. I don't know. I think Jose. Altuve, Altuve's really got a, a good glove on him. Um, and he's a really good fielder. So, you know, Cano's got that bat. So, you know, I would really choose Altuve over Cano as far as fielding goes. Okay. Um, but uh, shortstop, yeah, Francisco Lindor is hard to argue with. That guy's a beast. Um, <laughs> he's a monster. So I really don't have anything to say about that. Uh, as far as third base, yeah, I'm going with Nolan Arenado. He's got like the consecutive Golden Gloves that he's had over the years. Uh, he's just he's reliable. I can't really speak for past off season, but you know he's really reliable third baseman. Um, and I can't I can't not choose him. Um, yeah. The outfield, the great outfield choices. Um, I really really can go with either one of these guys out there, um, and uh -huh. you'll be fine. You know. <laughs> so uh dh i'm i'm picking big poppy there's like no way i can't i can't pick him um yeah, yeah. Uh, starting starting pitching uh same way all of these guys are aces uh incredible pitchers with great careers um yeah. the relieving pitching i would go with chapman like that you know he's just it's hard to touch him you can't touch the guy you know, he's just he's throwing it past you almost all the time. So, um, you know, when he's available and ready, um, <laughs> and, you know, he does he does the thing. <laughs> he does the thing. So. Yeah, he do. Yes, he does. Well, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for that, Will. Seems like you broke it down, and you broke it down well. Um, same question to you, Phil. Do you agree or disagree with the players in all nine positions? This outlet name, please explain, Phil. Okay, let's. Uh, I now I'm gonna have to disagree with Will because I I know Yachty's longevity um, is heralded because it's hard to remain that consistent for a certain amount of time. But Buster Posey did something that is extremely rare for a catcher, which is win league MVP. Like it's not too many that can say that they have that on their resume and at his apex, he was a huge catalyst for that world series run window from 2010 to 2014. So I definitely, yeah. if Yachty yeah. was a close second, but 
the stretch that stretch really is kind of what separates him from in that decade as opposed to his contemporaries. So that that to me, we're splitting hairs, but I would give it to Buster there. Um, I think my biggest gripe on this list is probably at pitching because a lot of people will give it to Kershaw because all the Cy Youngs, you know, during a certain time, like where his ERA was just like unworldly, especially during a regular season. He was maybe you can argue one of the best regular season pitchers to ever come across, you know, the names of Koufax or Nolan Ryan. You would hear those names. You would kind of want to throw his name right into that mold. I don't know. But for me, I would put both. Verlander and Bumgarner ahead of Clayton Kershaw. That's just me. Because uh-huh. with Verlander, you have to think at his apex, even though he doesn't have the postseason record, because when you look at, especially his World Series record, yeah. he's yeah. over. over. And that's shocking in yeah. itself. But yeah. you see what he did for mm-hmm. both the Tigers and the Strolls when he was there during the decade, mind you. And how he was had complete command, especially during the regular season. You can argue that his regular season numbers were perhaps a little bit better. And he was doing it against talent where in the National League, you don't necessarily have the pitcher doesn't have to hit. That's not necessarily what we call a guaranteed out. You have to go up against the DH and he was still producing. So I would lean that way. And then with Bumgarner. It's the tale of two different men. Like in the regular season, he was uh, he was cool, you know, nothing spectacular, nothing to sneeze at. I don't think he was ever in real contention for a Cy Young. But when you look at the postseason success, like I said, Buster Posey maybe second or third on that Giants run. Number one is him, because <laughs> there were there were games where he completely held rosters f- from hitting, let alone getting on base. Like yeah. you couldn't see him, and then just that fastball wasn't always wasn't the fastest curveball didn't break slightly but he had an array of pitches that he knew how to use at the right time and then I guess my final gripe would be just the outfield Mookie Betts and Mike Trout set them aside clearly Andrew McCutcheon now I get it (laughs) his fielding amazing batting average was pretty solid but for me Bryce Harper, even though he wasn't the Bryce Harper we're seeing right now that's playing in the World Series, he was still a league MVP, still putting up massive numbers. And he had the he, he was the golden child. Like literally, there were articles written about him at 16 of what he was supposed to be in, in the major leagues. Well, I missed and those then, articles. And that is true. he when he finally set foot, man, that the only thing I can relate it to or will be kind of close is when LeBron first played his first NBA game. He was supposed to yeah. be great, and yeah. he lived up to the expectations. Now, it looks a little bad because, you know, injuries, you know, but that's the same thing with Mike Trout. Like, injuries kind of like damper, and we didn't even know what he would look like this season, but becoming a universe, that universal DH has definitely helped him. But, yeah, I would say when he was playing and he, when he was in right field, he would do stuff – his arm was amazing. I've seen him get the ball on a rope from right field to third and get guys out. It was, it was, it was some great stuff to watch. So I would say I would switch Andrew out, put Bryce Harper in. Okay, okay. Listen, before I even move the rail, I got I, I got the right crew for this show. My God, they're giving me the meat and potatoes with the lobster and the cranberry sauce on the side. Hey, Rao, same question, man. Do you agree or disagree with the players in all nine positions? This outlet name, please explain. Okay, so yes, I will have to mostly mostly agree with the list. However, it really breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart that I, <laughs> I got to agree with Phil. <laughs> about, about Yachty and Buster, like, it breaks my heart as a dog. Good point. It's a really good part, point. Yeah. You got to give it to Buster because he had that slight edge mm-hmm. when he over Yachty. And pretty much going on what he was saying about Kershaw and um, just everything he's done. Like, I would have to put Kershaw at the top of the list. Like, he's pretty much mine in, 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 that, in that role, in the position. But pretty much for the rest of the list, I'm pretty much just ro- rolling with the rest of the list, in my opinion. Okay. All right. So you're cool with the list, or most, most of the list. All right. Well, thank y'all three for, for question number one. My God. Uh, listen. Listen, I got the right crew here. Oh, man. Thank y'all for that. So we're going to move on to question number two, fellas. Who would be your nine position players that you would start 
in the World Series Game 7 in this decade. Will, back at you. Because we, we, you, you, got, you got the names. I mean, give me, give me, give me who's starting. This game seven. It's, it's, this is it. Take your time, Will. Thank you, Phil, for making such a great point. Phil made such a great point and just because <laughs> you think about, you know, Cardinals won the Royal Series in 2011, and then okay, so uh, my my starters. I'm gonna come back to catcher. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that last. <laughs> but my starting pitcher, starting pitcher, starting pitcher. I'm uh, I'm putting Madison Bumgarner on the on the. Um, you put um, I'm gonna start with him. Okay. Um, first baseman, I'm gonna go Joey Votto. Second okay. base, Altuve. Altuve. Uh, shortstop, Lindor. Um, third base, I'm putting Arenado at that hot that hot spot. Uh, outfield, Mike Trout, Mookie. Um. Uh, yeah, I agree with with Phil about uh, Bryce Harper. That is an outstanding point. Um, I would definitely have him out there. That's a that's a crazy outfield. Uh, DH again. I'm picking Big Poppy. Big Poppy. Um, yeah, might be a little biased there, but I'm picking Big Poppy. And my relief pitcher is going to be Chapman. Yeah. Uh, but if he don't work out, I'm gonna put I'm gonna throw Jansen in there. He's got a great breaking ball. Um, catcher, game seven. Game seven. <laughs> if it's not if it's game seven, I'm gonna put Buster Posey in. But if it's if it's not game seven, I'm going with Yachty. If okay. It's not game seven. All right. I asked this question, fellas, because I I I truly believe this Phillies and Houston series. Is most likely gonna go to seven, and so so that was that was my main reason for action putting put number two together because I said this is going. I mean, this is going. Phil, same question. Who would you who would be your nine position players that you would start in the World Series Game Seven in this decade? So, uh, yeah, let's start with the picture. Yeah, I'm going Madison Bumgarner. This game seven, he literally walked, pitched a great game six, walked into the bullpen of the game seven of 2014 and got it done. So, yeah, him. <laughs> Easy decision. Uh, give me Posey behind the, cat, behind the plate for that, you know, continuity uh, right there. And then my relief pitcher, I'm going to go Jansen, too, because like Will said, that his off-speed stuff, particularly that breaking ball, I've seen guys like literally almost Nasty. catch a hernia trying to swing and miss. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm good with that. With that. Um, in terms of my fielders, uh, third baseman got to be Nolan Arenado, which I'm not surprised he was first team for this because I don't see a third baseman who's been better. <laughs> um, shortstop, I, I'm going to have to go Troy to a whiskey. Oh, uh, the whiskey. Okay. Yeah, I got to. Because um, he's, even though he never got a chance to show it in the postseason, he he was pretty clutch for the Rockies. He was, I like him. Um, yeah. Second base, of course, Altuve. That's without question. I've seen too much to ignore that. Yeah. Um, first base, it gets a little tricky because, man, it's like pick your poison. What do you really want? Right. But for me, um, Miggy won a triple crown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going with Miguel Cabrera. So, yeah. yeah. And my outfield is the same. Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. That's un, un, unchangeable for me. And then my DH, of course, you can't go. If the name's not David Ortiz, then you haven't been watching baseball. <laughs> right. <laughs> you didn't grow up watching All right. Well, who, right. And, and Phil, who's closing it? Who's the closer? I'll give me Jansen. Jansen's my relief Jansen. pitcher. Jansen's your relief. Okay. Yep. I need after right. like Madden Mad Bum gives you that array, you need somebody else that got something that Mad Bum doesn't have. Breaking ball. Breaking ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, Phil. Same question, Rel. Who would be your nine position players that you would start in the World Series game seven in this decade? Okay, so with me, the way I, I like to always pick my you know, game seven, final lineups. I always like to go unorthodox. 
because I feel like going unorthodox. <laughs> Phil's laughing because he knows. <laughs> it's just a realism. Just a realism. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Designated hitter is obviously copy. Obviously. Um, let me go over the positions again. Catcher, buster. You know, it, it, it hurts my heart. Honestly, since the lineup is going to be so solid, I'm just going to put Yachty there anyway. So I feel like I'm going to automatically win. First base, uh, 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 Miguel Cabrera easily got to pick him. I feel like it's automatic. Okay. Second base, uh, I'll probably go uh, uh, Jose for Jose? second base. Yeah, okay. easily. Just just for what I feel like what, what he brings to that position and just overall lineup, I feel like he'll help a lot with that. Shortstop, uh, Troy. I'm going to roll with Troy for shortstop. I feel like that's an easy go-to. Okay. Uh, third base, I'm going to do uh, Nolan. Okay. I think I'm going to do Nolan. Just to like pretty much catch, oh, catch it off, off guard. Outfield, easy. Pretty much like what Phil was saying, Trout. I have Charlie right. lean that off and probably bets. Okay. And pitchers, Kershaw, my boy. Kershaw, Clayton. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And re- and a relief, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Jensen. Jensen. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, fellas, for question number two. So we're going to move on to question number three. This question is not related to this topic. Should MLB put a stop to designated hitting. Please explain, Will. Do you agree with it? Do you, do you think it sh- should stop? Is it good for the game? Talk to me, Will. Yeah, they, they should absolutely not stop the designated hitter. Okay. Uh, it's great for the game. Oh, one of my reasons why I say this is because, I mean, when you get to the pros, you got pitchers that are paid to pitch. Like, they're not paid to hit. They're not paid to swing a bat. I understand that's part of the game. Um, and I understand you grow up as a pitcher and you hit, you play, you pitch, and then you go and hit and all that stuff. But when you get into the to the, the professionals, you know, it's a little tougher to do that. So that designated hitter adds a different type of look to your lineup uh, where you don't have to worry about, hey, my pitcher's going to go in and hit. You can place a designated hitter wherever you would like in the lineup. Um and it kind of it works out in that way, you know, without having to throw your pitch in there to hit. So I really feel like the designated hitter is good for the game, um, especially in big situations, um, um, in big game situations where you really need to get a hit or get a run or uh, whatever the case is. And that's that's where I stand on it. I really don't think they should get rid of it, stick with it. There's a lot of things that the league should stop and get rid of, but that's not one of them. That's not one of them. Okay. Thank you for that, Will. Same question, Phil. Same question. Um, should MOB put a stop to designated hitting? Uh, honestly, that would be the stupidest thing that they do, especially since they're already making strides to alleviate the shift. Everything is being engineered. They change the ball. Everything's being engineered towards offense. So the, the universal DH makes more sense now than ever. Cause, and let's be all the way real. Uh, I played high school baseball. I walked on in college. Um, You start specializing at what you do, whether you're going to be a pitcher, a fielder, or if you're just a guy who can field, but you have a great bat, you start going realizing real quick where you, eh, where you fit. Cause there's only like, unless your pitchers, maybe the top two or three guys that can hit like Shohei Otani, then nah, we, we're good. We don't, we don't need that. You, I just need you to be good at what you do best. Cause ultimately that's, what's going to land you a scholarship in college and then maybe even get you to the pro. So yeah, the universal DH is clutch. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Phil. Same question, Ralph. Same question. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree with, with Will and Phil. I don't know why, like, you know, that's that's not even an option, in my opinion. Like it's, it's just too vital to the sport right now. Just from like the yeah. class standpoint, you know, overall sportsmanship—not sportsmanship, but just just uh, just being an overall showman, like just to give the sport more notoriety. It just it just helps in the long run, in my opinion, to have that position right there. Like it's it's, it's a way more pros than it is cons, in my opinion. 
Thank you for that, Ralph. Let me, let me, before I move on to question number four, let me explain the reason why I asked you guys question number three. Because when you speak to a certain generation, um, and that's that, you know, um, the, 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 the 1950s generation, right? Who's, who's now in their sixties. Um, they want, they want the DH in his horrible form. You got so many backlash. You got so many, I'm 58. So I'm talking about the cats, my age on up. A lot of us want DH and stopped for a lot of reasons. And, and, and so I'm, I'm, I've been juggling it. You know, I, I listen, like y'all, I watch baseball. And it, and it ain't just all about me watching because my Yankees is on. I'm watching baseball, okay? I'm watching baseball. I know cats who watch baseball, and they just watching their team. World Series, their team is not in. They, and and, and I, when I hit them last night, hey, you watching the World Series? Nah, I didn't move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 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 so I'm, I'm, I'm a sports fanatic. So I, I get what. All three of you said about the reasoning on why um, designated hitting does what it does for the game and it enhances it. I got that. You know what I'm saying? But also, I understand a little bit what the older cats are saying. So so I'm stuck in between. And I'm going to be honest. I think I think Will said it best for me. Um, it excites the game, especially when it's playoffs. You knowing that like, like Big Poppy's coming up. Big Poppy's coming up. Uh-oh. And, you know, and, and you, and yeah, he been sitting on that bench. But you know when you got a DH, you know, he's sitting on that bench. He's ice cold. But for a DH to come in and, 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 and be productive every time he comes in, especially in the big games, yeah, man, that, that does a lot for baseball. You know what I'm saying? It does a lot for baseball. Thank y'all for your response on number three. I want to move on to number four. Question number four is not related to this topic. Do you think MLB and owners should start inserting a clause in each player's contract if tested positive for any illegal enhancement drug or substance on the hand that this contract becomes null and void? Please explain. And I'm going to tell you why I asked this question once you're finished. So, Will, question to you. Okay. Um, I think I, I, mean, I get IDs and the, especially the substance on that has been a big topic and issue uh, over the years. I don't, I don't know if I'm in a place right now to say that I think that owners – and the MLB should put that in their in, in in players' contracts because I mean, unless you know, maybe there's there at some point uh, they might move towards that or it might be an okay thing. But I don't think it's if you get caught, they already have drug testing for it. If you get caught, then you get disciplined for it. Um, maybe depending on the charge, is not is not um, some people don't think it's appropriate enough how much time they get um, because we can name players as of late that have, have gone through this stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if, you know, um, but I don't know if completely knowing their contract as a, as a major league player, you know, I don't think it warrants that Some discipline for sure. Suspension. Um, absolutely. Uh, but completely saying, okay, we're going to, this is null and void contract. Um, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't think I agree with that. Okay. Thank you for your opinion. Well, I appreciate that very much. Same question, Phil. Same question. Ooh, I love this question. <laughs> and, well, and my, answer, my answer is no. You know why I say no? Because during the home run chase in 98, when Barry Bonds was on pace setting all those records from 98 to 02, nobody said a damn thing. You know, yeah, maybe there have been some little backlash, but the media, the league, everybody profited off it. Chicks dig the long ball. Everybody remembers that commercial. 
everybody remembers that they were pushing that. And then as soon as people start to see how many people were, thanks to Jose Canseco snitching, <laughs> how many people were using performance enhancing drugs, they felt some type of way about it. And you can't tell the history of the game without it. Do I feel like should people mm-hmm. be rewarded for that? No. But are you going to put that in a clause? No. Especially when we can prove and there's r- literal evidence to prove that the league didn't care until the until it was a public outcry. The media didn't care until a public outcry. Both entities profited from that stretch. So for you to now go yeah. back on that, you would have to erase those years when ratings were never higher because people were done with baseball after the strike in 94 said they didn't they were never coming back what brought them back was sosa and mcguire and then ultimately once bond saw that he was like you know what i'm gonna double down he doubled down all right (laughs) call him superman my man listen i'm glad you mentioned that phil because you, I, 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 I always, from time to time, look at, look at Barnes when he first came in and how the body was structured, and then boom, it was like pop, was like Popeye, like he had a big can of spinach. <laughs> I'm a five-two player. Too. You know what? I'm just a DH now. I'm just swinging. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. Same question, Rel. Same question. Yeah, I, I feel I feel it's impossible to really like tell the story of baseball without what happened in the '90s, especially you know b- b- Big Mac and Sosa and everybody. Like, it's impossible to tell that story because I feel like the topic of illegal substances and the cheating and the steroids is such a taboo topic right now in baseball. Like, it's just it's just so spicy and people are so split on it. Yeah, you can't you can't have a have a a uh, definite clause. That's so uh, open and shut to something that's still being heavily debated. So that's the only reason why I say you can't do it because is everybody still don't know where beside the fence that lay you on with the whole history of it and where it's at right now. So just, just can't you can't even use the clause right now, in, in my honest opinion. Thank you for that, Ralph. And I'm gonna give you my opinion on that question shortly. But you said some key word. People are split between between both, but I got my opinions on that question four. But I want to move on to question number five, which is the last question, fellas. And this question is not related to this topic. Why do you think that young male African Americans are not interested in playing baseball as a profession? Please explain, Will. Yeah, sure. Um, I would say the interest is there in a lot of cases. Um, And I played little league. I played, you know, coming, growing up, I played in high school. Um, I think a major problem, of course, it's not the only problem, but a major problem, especially with young uh, African-American males is the resources for playing baseball. It is extremely expensive to play the game. You got to pay for gloves, which you can get up to 200 bucks. You got to buy a bat. That's another two, $300. You got to buy a helmet, a hundred bucks, maybe cleats. Then you got to have a bag to put all of that equipment in. And then you got to pay for travel and all of these other things to get yourself in a position to, to become better at, at the game, to be exposed to the game. These are things that in our communities, our parents not we don't have time for that or the resources for it to consistently support that, uh, especially for our kids. Um, um, so I would say the interest is there and we, we begin to lose it because, for example, you got a kid that wants to play basketball, right? At any point in time, he can go to a gym and know that someone's going to have a basketball. There. There's going to be a basketball. I don't need a basketball to go and play the game. I can go and play anyway, right? But you're not, it's not the case in baseball. Um, so I think that is one of the leading reasons why a lot of our youth are not getting into the game and staying in the game. Um, if we're able to uh, produce more resources for our communities, for our kids to play the sport, then I think you'll see a big surge. Uh, so right now it's dominant in, we got uh, Dominicans and 
uh, Puerto Ricans, but we don't have African American, a whole bunch of African American males in the league. So it, again, it's, it's, I think it's primarily because of resources. Hey, listen, it will. Thank you very much. Oh man. Thank you very much. I'm smiling. I've been nodding because yeah, I got a, I got an opinion for number five and I think you just stole it. Phil, same question, Phil, same question. I mean, Will already touched on the biggest part of it, like the price point. Like the equipment costs significantly much more than basketball or sports where you know for a fact that if you go out there, like somebody has a football, you know, so you can learn how to catch, you know, you, you can play with your friends. And then, but I think the biggest thing, though, is representation. Um, Dusty Baker already touched on this, how there are no African-Americans currently playing in the World Series. Mm-hmm. You really don't see too many kids of minority descent, particularly black kids, picking up a bat and a ball or going to the park, learning, playing, catching things of that nature. Hell, there's not even movies made anymore. Like Horrorball is the last movie I can remember about a, <laughs> a group of black kids playing the game. And yeah, so there has to be some sort of representation where they see themselves. Your reason kids grow and play basketball because they see their friends do it. They see people that look like them do it and ultimately grow up and profit from it. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, the list goes on and on. Football, you see is 70% African-American. So you know there's a track to get there. If you work hard, you can obtain it. And baseball, not so much. I feel like maybe Tim Anderson, he's the only guy of note that might be able to to him and Mookie Betts, the only two guys I can think of, but you don't know how strong their ties are. I know Tim has great ties to the south side of Chicago, but those two can only do so much. It really starts at the grassroots level of making things accessible. Building baseball fields, yeah, that's nice, but what about donating equipment? And that's for companies like Rawlings and people who do that, those sort of things to make that more accessible and feasible so that way we can have the youth see that you know what not only is this a fun game but there's also a track to get out of the hood or get out of these communities where we're not thriving and maybe ultimately bring something back to them if i do make it man i got the meat and potatoes from both of y'all with the lobster rail i mean you you know the question well what's your opinion on this man i have a I have a long answer. To, I have a long answer to this. So the first, I'm gonna start off with access. So pretty much building off of what they what they both said, it's just really not that that like we really can't access like access to sport growing up from a young age. I know me personally, every school that I've went to up until college never had a, a baseball team. We had basketball teams. We had volleyball. We even had track, but we never had a baseball team. We had a baseball team at my high school maybe two years and it was underfunded uniforms dated equipment dated we didn't have a we didn't have a real weight room for real was dated we didn't have an actual baseball dominant at our school we, we had to go to the local park and set up a like a little uh like fake fake practice field to practice so then once you once you make the, the price points impossible for us to reach we just want to keep just playing football in the parking lot, football at recess, or just basketball. And then we're more attracted to the basketball. And then to even build on that, since young kids, since young African-American kids not seeing anyone that looks like them in the league, that just, like, makes the, makes the sport even even less attractive to them. And so then once you see Tim Anderson and everyone that's trying to celebrate their hits, that's also showing. So not only – People that look like he's not in the sport, people that try to have fun, try to make it attractive, they they get shunned for doing that in the sport as well. So it just makes everything just even plummeting. And then to add to like another like avenue that uh, Will and Phil have in touch that I feel that no one really thought about for real is uh, hip hop. Right now, hip hop is the number one listened to genre in the world globally. Like America, Korea, Japan, the number one listened to genre is hip hop. And I feel that if MLB could do some type of like advertising marketing to like bring in a rapper or just show a rapper in the audience, you know, with their friends or whatever, it'll make it attractive to the kids. Because right now the kids always went on phone on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and they just attractive to like rap media. And I feel like that will 
help baseball tremendously along with the price points and making it more accessible financially for the uh, uh, city, the uh, inner city. Wow. I didn't even never thought about that, Ralph. With the rap, you 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 might have you definitely hit it on the nail with that. I never thought about that. Uh, thank y'all, all three of y'all, for question your responses for question number five. Thank y'all for your opinions. All three of y'all with some strong opinions, and I've been smiling and nodding my head. I think I got a little. I'm gonna get ready to have a stiff neck. Because everything y'all was saying, my opinions, I mean, your damn near took my, what I'm getting ready to say. But I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so question number four, I got an opinion on four and five. And question number four is about the contracts. Do I think if any player is, is caught positive with any enhancements or stickiness, should the contract be known void? And here's my opinion. My opinion on that. Um, is this sports is what keeps this world from going insane. And, 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 and I, in my show, every show was saying that because I truly believe sports is, is a thing that we as human beings, if we didn't have it in our equation, <laughs> I think this world would be over by now. I just truly believe that. Okay. Forget about world war three. Okay, World War Three wouldn't even be wouldn't even be no um 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 missiles flying. We we we'll just be killing each other, right? Because sports, you know, sports does so much for the for the for the mentality of 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 of, of um the humanity out here. Um, and, and it shows decade after decade. You know what I'm saying? From 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 the World Trade Center bombing. And what and what it did here in New York with with the Yankees, keeping us going, you know. So so, me, I believe, and this is just my opinion, y'all. If you, if you cheat in the, the game, game in any way, if you cheat in the game, you disrespected everyone, not just yourself. You disrespected me as a fan, okay? Your other teammates. The game itself, the owners, the managers, you just disrespecting. You, 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 and, and I got what you're saying. And I got what Phil said. And I'm quite sure Phil will be back in a second. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's having, having some, some technical, technical difficulties. difficulties. But Phil, I got what you're saying about um, the, the Barry, Barry Bonds, Bonds in them era. And, and everybody looked the other way. You know what I mean? With the Sosa's in them. Yes. Sammy, yeah, I mean, the home runs the, with the Mark McGuire, the, the home runs were coming. You know what I'm saying? We enjoyed that. But we also knew they were juiced up. We knew that. I got that. But I think we're in a new time, and even back then it wasn't right. I believe, yes, yes, you disrespect the game, and not just baseball, sports, period. Your contract should be known and void. Okay, keep the game clean. Don't dis don't disrespect us as fans who spend all this money each year. You know what I'm saying? To come see you play, and you all juiced up, or you got the sticky on your hands. That's just my opinion. Okay, and I can go left on that. Question number five. My opinion is this. I was, I was on, on a, a bus, bus the, the other, other day. day. Before I get into my four points, I was on a bus the other day. And I don't jump on buses, but I had a dental appointment. To make a long story short, I was cross town. So the only way to get home was either by cab or cross town bus. So I caught the cross town bus. It was coming, right? I sat in the back. Um, school just let out. It was the three o'clock out. School just let out. And I heard two young male Africans talking. One asked the other about his interest in baseball. It was, and it was, it was, you know, and and so my, my ears like just opened up and I wanted to hear it. I says, damn, I'm, that's my, one of my questions for this show coming up. Right. And, and the young man said, yeah, I had an interest. I used to like baseball, but you know, um, you know, it, it, it got, it got a little bit too boring and ain't too many. 
I ain't got too many of us, and I ain't got friends playing it, so I'm not really interested, and I got used to it. And I said, wow. I said, and I got off the bus, and, and I walked home thinking about that. And I said, you know, um, you know, you guys hit it on the top of the nose with the baseball equipment. Well, you said it being expensive for most families. That is 1,000% true. You know what I'm saying? You can walk on a basketball court. You can walk out of your house, wherever you live. If you want to play ball, all you got to do is walk on a basketball court. It's going to be one basketball. You can get into a game. So there's no expenses there. Okay? Football, likewise, there's no expenses. But you guys are right when it comes to baseball. Yes, comes to baseball. You got, you know, families got to spend a little money. A little money that they probably don't have. My second point. Um, and you guys touched on it, you know, young African males don't see when they watching these baseball, baseball games, games, regular, regular season, season games, postseason games. Post game. They're not seeing themselves on that tube, okay? Um, yes, the Hispanic Latino heritage um, dominates, okay? But there ain't too many Mookie bets. I think we can count. Um, who we see, I don't even think you can count two hands, two fingers, two, ten, ten fingers. I don't even think so. In, in a game, in a game that's out in the field that a young African male would say, I want to be him. Okay. And then the third point is, you know, I think you touched on it, Ralph. Um, the communities, they're not preaching baseball, you know, um, um, in certain communities out here in America. You know, with the inner cities, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep the youth from getting in trouble. You know, the first thing, you know, the male youth I'm talking, the first thing is trying to get some uh, basketball going. There's always, always basketball, basketball number, number one. one. Then football, football comes second. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you don't really hear about baseball. So, right then and there, that just, just kills, kills anything, anything. With, the, with the young male regarding baseball. You know what I'm saying? Families ain't preaching. Baseball, a lot of families ain't preaching baseball. Is that basketball? Football. You see it in the draft nights. Who's 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 sitting around that table? You got you got the player who's praying that they get picked, right? You got the parents, the the the, 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 the family, the girlfriends, the friends, right? Okay, and so young male Africans watching that, right? Say, I want that. I want that. I want that. That's basketball. That's football. I want that. You don't even see that in a baseball draft. None of that. Okay. You don't see that at all. And then my fourth, my fourth point is when they, the, you know, three reasons above, but, but, but the baseball, and I hate to say that. I hate to say this. You know, you guys are the age you guys are. Right, and, and and you guys look at baseball and y'all respect it, okay? And you got the patience for it, right? And baseball, not being like basketball and football and hockey, those fast moving sports, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, 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 and not to say that our our male black male young Africans don't have the the mind to sit and be patient. And watch a game. I'm not saying that. But I think what I'm really saying is, you know, between the fast-moving sports and baseball, because I'm going to be honest. Baseball, and I said it in, my, in, in, in a show some months ago, my order in sports is this. It's, in, it's basketball, football, then baseball. Okay? okay. That's, That's my, my order. Okay? And so I had to learn to have, to have patience. patience. Watching, watching baseball, baseball over the years. Yes, it's a tough sport. If, if you, you if you watching basketball and football and that's all you know, and then to jump in as a young youth to watch a baseball game, especially if the pitching is on point and no one's mm-hmm. no hitting or no nothing. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> that patience for a young, yeah. not just young males, Africans. Africans. Black Africans, you know, it's 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 a it's a maturity thing, and so so I think yeah. that plays a lot too. But that's just my point. Well, listen, I want to thank 
you guys for hanging out with me virtually in my basement. I really appreciate appreciate y'all so much. And, and, and I think we've officially lost Phil, and that's okay. Um, maybe having technical difficulties. So, Phil, thank you so much. Will, thank you so much. Rail, thank you 1,000. I appreciate y'all so much. But please, please continue to like and subscribe to my podcast. I appreciate everyone who has done that. And for those, if this is your first time viewing, please do the same. As always, sports is what keeps this world from going insane, either in a pandemic or no pandemic. Until next time, take care.